Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 333. Special guest for you today. Prepare to embark on a journey with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs. Motivation, dedication, success. Are you behind in your favorite TV show? Tune into TV Talk where you can catch up on almost any show. It's easy. Head on over to the iOS or Google Play Store and download the app today. That's TV Talk. Namaste, Fire Nation. And guess what? LegalZoom wants to help you get your business started right. Visit LegalZoom.com where you'll find award-winning services developed by the best legal minds in the country. Enter Fire in the referral box at checkout for your discount today. John Lee Dumas is the founder and host of Entrepreneur on Fire, a business podcast that interviews today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. EOF is a top 10 business podcast generating over 400,000 unique downloads a month in over 145 countries. And his lineup includes the likes of Seth Godin, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, Guy Kawasaki, and hundreds more. John, are you ready to ignite, sir? Andrew, let's light this match because I'm about to explode. Well, John, if you're anything like me, I love learning from others a lot more than I do tooting my own horn. And I know that you've made that evident by hosting only, I believe, two out of the 300 episodes you've done so far. This will be the second. Man. So thanks to you and your audience for letting us flip the tables on you for a little bit. Awesome. On the off chance that this episode happens to be the first one that people have listened to, let's say that they're just, you know, brand new to the interwebs. Uh, Tell us about yourself. Just a real quick rundown of me, Andrew, is that I'm just a country boy. I grew up in a very small town in southern Maine, about 2,000 people. Went to high school, just had a really great high school experience, and went to college on a ROTC scholarship, Providence College in Rhode Island. So I spent four years loving the college life, training as a cadet, enjoyed that experience there. But then in 2002, and at the age of 22, I was commissioned as a second lieutenant in the U.S. Army, and we were the first commissioned class post 9-11. So Mm. all of us knew as officers in the U.S. Army that we were about to have a pretty solid and serious four-year active duty requirement. So sure enough, about a year later, I was taking off for a 13-month deployment in Iraq where I was an armor platoon leader in charge of 16 men in four tanks. And we were stationed out in Aramadi, Fallujah, Habania, amongst other areas within Iraq. And I fortunately did make it back from that deployment safe and sound and Mm. then finished out my active duty requirement and tried a couple other things at that point, Andrew, because I was like, okay, it's the civilian world. What next? And I tried law school, didn't like it, dropped out. I tried corporate finance for a couple of years with John Hancock, enjoyed it for a while, but then my passion for that fizzled out. Then I tried a tech startup in New York City and that didn't work out. And then I got into real estate out in San Diego and that didn't work out. Then commercial real estate back in Maine and couldn't find my passion for that either. And that is truly what brought me to Entrepreneur on Fire. I was 32 years old. I was driving in a car and I ran out of podcasts because I loved listening to them as I commuted to work, to my appointments at the gym. And I said, wow, I love these stories of entrepreneurs and nobody's doing a seven day a week podcast. Hit Entrepreneur on Fire seven days a week of interviewing today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. And that was my aha moment, Andrew. It was about 15 months ago. 
to this day, and I haven't looked back since. Wow, John. That's, I mean, that's phenomenal because most of us like to really romanticize this process and think that this is something you were born doing. And, and it really sounds like you've, you've taken a long time to really find and hit on that passion of yours that brings success. It's taken a long time. I've tried a bunch of different roads, a bunch of different niches. I had no idea if or when my passions would ever find me. And it hit me at 32 years old. And for some people, it might be 22. For some people, it might be 62. But wherever that is, keep on trying. That's encouraging. Not too late to start. Your fans know that we, we start each episode out with uh, the guest's favorite success quote. And so I got, I got to know, John, what is your favorite success quote here? So my favorite success quote, Andrew, is by a man named Albert Einstein. And his quote is, try not to become a man of success, but rather become a man of value. And to expound upon this a little bit, that's exactly how I set up my vision and my goals for Entrepreneur on Fire. I truly wanted Entrepreneur on Fire to be a value first business, a value first proposition. So when I set up the interviews, when I set up the formats, when I released the podcast, it was all based around the value that I could give for free to my listeners. And that's all Entrepreneur on Fire ever has been and ever will be is a podcast that people can download for free, listen to on their schedules when they want to, and take in this great content, these great lessons, these great failures, these great aha moments, these great resources that entrepreneurs right now all over the world are doing and really just apply those to their lives or help them get the courage and the motivation to take that leap. So that's the basis of it. And that's why I love that quote. I love that uh, you already kind of have that, that, that quote in application. It's, it's, you see it kind of flow through your everyday life. And it's so hard to say that there's anything such as failure when you're just trying to add value to other people's lives. But tell us about a time maybe where you've experienced a setback or, or something that just was an obstacle. And then how, how did you get past or through that? So I'm going to go to a specific point and I'm going to tell a story because I really try to get my interviewees to tell stories as often as possible and not be abstract because it's more about hearing the journey, experiencing the stories themselves that I really think that we can learn from. So for me, I launched Entrepreneur on Fire on September 22nd of 2012 with 40 interviews in the bank. I knew I was going to have this daily podcast that was going to go out every single day of the week. It worked. My business model worked. My guests were sharing with their audiences. I shot to number one in iTunes New and Noteworthy. And that New and Noteworthy status gave me a ton of organic traffic because now I was the number one ranked new business podcast out there in the New and Noteworthy section. And things were just going great. And it was a glorious eight weeks. But then eight weeks and one day happens. And what that means is that you're no longer eligible for the iTunes new and noteworthy status. So mm. I was like everybody else that hits day 57, taken off the new and noteworthy and put into the fill of other podcasts. And it was not that big of a deal in my mind. I was like, okay, I have a great base of listeners. I can keep rocking and rolling. This is great. But Andrew, my downloads, my listeners, my subscribers dropped over 60% almost overnight. Wow. And I realized then the power of iTunes and the power of being in the new and noteworthy and being able to be found by your ranking that so many people were going to the iTunes new and noteworthy to find podcasts organically. And that's how they were finding me. 
And it was a revelation, but it was also a devastating failure because I was like, does this prove that my business model doesn't work? Am I, hmm. Have I lost all of this momentum? Am I never going to regain it? And thoughts of changing my format, thoughts of quitting, thoughts of failure were with me every single day because, again, I went from where I was of thousands of downloads a day to 40% of that. I lost 60% of my downloads almost overnight, and I didn't know if I was ever going to be able to climb out of that rubble that I found myself in. So. It was a struggle, and it was that dip that Seth Godin talks about that Mm -hmm. we all face as entrepreneurs. And so for me, it was definitely a struggle to dig deep, to stay true to my format, to listen to my gut, and to know seven days a week wasn't for everybody, but it was for enough people to build up a sizable audience to start getting up into the now overall rankings. Mm -hmm. And I will say that it was a very steady and a very slow climb from that new base that I found. But just last week of when we're recording this interview, Andrew, iTunes featured Entrepreneur on Fire on the podcast homepage celebrating our 300th episode. And that placement on the iTunes homepage shot us to number one overall in business podcasts, unseating the previously unseatable Dave Ramsey who had been there (laughs) for five years. We took him out and we've been there all week. It's been unbelievable. And the sole reason for that, Andrew, is because despite my fear of failure at that low point, at that failure time that I thought that I had failed, I stayed consistent, I kept with it, and I slowly got back my original base of listeners and continued to grow more. The month of August, we generated over 400,000 unique downloads in over 145 countries and claimed the number one spot in business iTunes. Wow. Well, first of all, that is ridiculous. I mean, that is phenomenal. And the the stuff that uh, there's just so many good little nuggets to take out of that. Jim Collins talks about the doom loop and where uh, you notice things aren't working out the way that you had originally hoped that they would. And you find yourself languishing to try and find a silver bullet and how much discipline that must have taken. Uh, for you to just stay steady and, and continue to push your flywheel and continue to build your audience base that you knew was there, uh, but it, it wasn't until that moment of breakthrough. W- what do you think it is inside of people to kind of look for this kind of one, you know, one hit, quick fix, you know, get me there, get me to the top, microwave it, uh, you know, kind of thinking versus this slow audience building that you're doing over time? You know, we all want that easy button. I mean, Staples has such a good advertising campaign because it's true. Everybody just wants to push a button and they want it to be easy. And it's a great takeaway that as much as we want that, that's not a reality. And, you know, this is actually something I'll be talking about a little bit later on in the interview. But a book that I love that talks so well about this is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. It's an amazing book that shows you, hey, Life isn't easy. The entrepreneurial journey isn't easy. It takes you working hard every day, having small little tiny wins that over time add up to really big wins. And it was all of my little tiny wins, Andrew, back in July, back before I even launched of 2012, back in December when I hit my dark days because I was no longer on tops of new and noteworthy. But it was all those little wins that I kept chipping away at that Mm. finally added up to the number one ranking in business podcasts for iTunes. I never would have got to that massive win without the thousand and thousand of little wins building up to it. 
you know, you just mentioned leadership books. You mentioned uh, uh, devouring this kind of content that you produce seven days a week. There's a point where the tables start to flip for you. You're learning from so many other people that suddenly people are starting to to kind of want to learn from you and say, you know what, I see you as a thought leader. What, what's maybe unexpected about that or what has that experience been like for you? It's been a very interesting and challenging experience. I've really enjoyed it on a lot of levels, but it's been tough to accept on a lot of levels because of one phrase that Seth Godin utilizes all the time, and that's called the imposter syndrome. And Andrew, we all have the imposter syndrome. You have it. I have it. President Obama wakes up every morning. As he's tightening his tie and looking in the mirror, he has the imposter syndrome. And what that means for the listeners is that he looks in the mirror as I look in the mirror, as every single person does, and says, why me? Like, who am I to be leading the most powerful country in the world, says President Obama to himself. I mean, that's the imposter syndrome. Every single day that Seth Godin, who has 250,000 readers to his daily blog, every time he press send, he has that thought in his mind. He says, who am I to be reaching out to this many people? And he says it so eloquently, and it just makes so much sense. And for the listeners and for myself, it took me to really understand that, you know what? These are natural feelings. I feel it. Andrew Mason feels it. Seth Godin, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk feel it. Every single person feels it as part of being human, as part of the journey, as part of the downs, as part of the ups. And it just needs to be accepted instead of fought against. So when I stopped fighting against it and just accepted it, Andrew, that I was going to have those thoughts, but I still wanted to give and I still wanted to try to share and I still wanted to inspire, that helped me drive forward. You talked about that moment where, uh, you know, you or me or President Obama look ourselves in the mirror for the first time in the day. Uh, Walk us through what uh, an average, and I I hate to say average because your life is anything but, but uh, an average day in your life. What does it look like to be able to interview these kind of people every single day? It's really very interesting because no entrepreneur's days mimic each other on many levels. And for me, I am definitely one in the same. And I do that purposefully. And so I'll take you through my Monday specifically to kind of share with the listeners how exactly it is that I do a seven-day-a-week podcast and still find time to sleep and still find time to exercise and have some fun in life as well. Because of my Mondays, Andrew, every single morning I wake up and that day holds eight interviews waiting for me with eight inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. The interviews start at 8 a.m. sharp and they don't finish till 4 p.m. And every hour on the hour, I do one interview with an entrepreneur and it's a very long day. It's a very emotionally draining day. And I keep my enthusiasm up the entire time because I'm talking and dealing with incredibly inspiring, incredibly motivating entrepreneurs. So they bring me up to their level and I'm so thankful for that. And then I wake up Tuesday morning, Andrew, and the week is my oyster. I can go Mm. forward in the way that I want to. And believe me, that doesn't mean I go down to the beach and catch some rays, which I could because I'm right here in San Diego. (laughs) What it means is that I really focus on the other aspects of my business to continue to grow my platform, to continue to grow my brand so I can continue to try and inspire millions of people. So you said eight podcasts in a single day, and so that's more than the seven that the week holds. So it it definitely tells me that you're thinking about the future a little bit. Uh, What is your vision for the future of Entrepreneur on Fire? 
So my vision for Entrepreneur on Fire is really exciting because I am just seeing the impact that this podcast is having on so many people. I'm seeing the ripple effect it's having with other entrepreneurs that are starting podcasts, that are starting blogs off the inspiration that they've been given by my guests. They're spreading the entrepreneurial word in an incredible way. And and what that really means, this entrepreneurial word, this entrepreneurial message is just, you know what? You can follow your passions. You can mix your passions with a viable business and come out with something really powerful that you truly enjoy doing that is a viable business so it can sustain itself and you can be happy with what you do and you can really enjoy your day-to-day life It's not a separation between work and play. It's more play and play. And that's the message that a lot of my guests really impart. And that's something that I've been able to create here at Entrepreneur on Fire. It's totally a work of passion. And, you know, it's a six figure business and growing. So it's really working on the business side as well. And it's all because I was able to break away and just really focus on creating something that I loved and working my butt off to achieve it. Well, talking about building that audience, do, do you ever feel the pressure of, you know, there's, there's people counting on us. This is better be good over time. Absolutely. I mean, that's one thing that I always wanted to do was just to provide as high a quality content as I was capable of doing, Andrew. And honestly, as I sit today with my 310th interview having just gone live, I'm a lot better at creating high quality content than I was 300 episodes ago. And by this time next year, at number 600, I'll be a lot better than I am right now. But I didn't let it stop me. I knew that I wasn't going to be great when I started. I knew that some of my content was not going to be amazing, but I knew that the only way for it to ever get even good, let alone amazing, was to start and was just to accept the fact that I've never broadcasted before, I've never interviewed before. If you want to be do. So I just started doing and I put it out there to the world. I got some feedback. I got some criticism. I took it all in good stead and I applied it and I got better. And that's all I'm trying to do for my audience is to consistently improve to give them the best quality content that I'm currently capable of doing. What other venues are you looking at to expand your platform? I mean, podcasting is phenomenal, but there's there's so many other places that people listen to for great content like this. Have you ever thought, uh, I, you know, this needs to be a book. This needs to be uh, a television show. I would love it. I think Roku is doing some amazing things uh, with their different channels. Like you can pull up TED Talks on Roku right now and there's channels for just that. I would love to see Entrepreneur Fire move in that direction. You know, for me, I love taking my story. I love taking my journey to conferences. I'm speaking at five conferences in the next 365 days over the course of the next year because I love going out, meeting people, getting up on stage and sharing my journey and sharing what I'm doing with Entrepreneur on Fire. And so I think conferences is another avenue and writing a book is incredibly powerful. I've written the book Podcast Launch that is a step-by-step tutorial of how to launch a podcast. And it comes with 15 video tutorials that walk you step-by-step through the process. And Hmm. It's only 38 pages and it comes with 15 video tutorials and it's incredibly powerful for anybody that wants to read it, that wants to start a podcast. And when I launched that into the Amazon store, 
It rose to the number one ranked book in Amazon for podcasting, has over 145 star reviews, and has been purchased thousands and thousands of times to spread the brand of Entrepreneur on Fire across the world. And it's something that I think is powerful for any entrepreneur to dive into. All right, Fire Nation, quick break to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, you might think that securing legal protection is only necessary after you get called out. But let me tell you something. If you're ready to start your business, then the time to secure legal protection is now. LegalZoom can help start and maintain businesses with incorporation and LLC filings, trademarks, and copyrights. The best part is LegalZoom offers affordable legal protection that you can trust. And when you join LegalZoom, you're joining three dozen companies from the Inc. 500 list who got their start through LegalZoom as well. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you to an attorney and provide self-help services at your specific direction. If you're a parent or an entrepreneur, don't wait any longer. Visit LegalZoom.com, enter fire in the referral box, and protect what's yours. What's the first thing you want to do after watching your favorite TV show? Talk to someone else about it, of course. But what if you missed last night's episode? Lucky for you, TV Talk, America's premier network for TV show discussions, is on air recapping all of your favorite episodes the morning after. With a simple download of the TV Talk app, you can tune in to listen to former house guests host discussions on Big Brother and former contestants host discussions on Survivor, The Amazing Race, and The Biggest Loser. So even if you missed out on last night's episode, you'll still have the juicy details once you get to the office. TV Talk is available for free in the iOS App Store and for Android devices on Google Play or at tvtalk.com. Listen on your smartphone, your tablet, or even through your car audio systems. Never be the odd man out who hasn't watched the latest episode of your favorite TV show again. Talking about them after the fact is way too much fun to have to sit out. So go to tvtalk.com. John Lee Dumas, you know what time it is. We've been delving out the amazing information. Uh, Now it's time to step up the speed just a little bit. It's time for, and I'll do this in my best announcer voice, the lightning round. good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Lightning round. First question. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? If you look at your life story, is there anything that really kept you from, from going for it initially? Absolutely. It was my beliefs that I needed to have a traditional career that was going to have health insurance for me, that was going to be there for me on a day-to-day basis with that paycheck at the end of the week. And you know all of these things that I grew up thinking that you were supposed to have when you were in your 30s. And I just really needed to break away from that line of thinking. So that was what was holding me back. And it wasn't easy because it had its grips. It had its talons in me. And I really had to rip those talons out and dive in head first. And I didn't have a ton of support. And that's kind of a challenge that a lot of people face. You know, my parents, they had saw all the education that I got. Friends, my family, my girlfriend were all kind of like, really? Like a podcast? Like seven (laughs) days a week? Like... Who's going to listen? What are you doing? And believe me, I had the same doubts and the same questions that they did, but I did have a gut feeling that it was something that I wanted to pursue. And I'm glad I listened to it. All right. You get 30 minutes, uh, solid minutes to interview anybody in the business world, dead or alive, to pick their brain and learn from them. Who's it going to be? 
it's going to be Richard Branson. And this isn't like a very crazy choice. I mean, a lot of people would say that, but he truly is somebody that I admire for a number of reasons because he doesn't just say, you know, have those big, hairy, audacious goals. He actually goes out and does it. And he does it without really much backing or without much really experience or knowledge. He's like, yeah, the airline industry stinks. I'm going to start an airline. Okay, it would be cool to go into space. I'm going to create a company that lets people go into space. You know, I'm going to buy an island. And if you know his story, he bought that island way before he ever could afford to buy that island. And it's really interesting how he made that happen. A lot of people say, well, yeah, it's pretty easy to buy an island when you're a multi-billionaire, and it is, but he was not a multi-billionaire, and it's really interesting how he came about that because he doesn't think traditionally, and I thought traditionally for the longest time, and he helps me think outside of that box. What is the best one piece of entrepreneurial advice that you have ever received? Just start. John, Mm. stop giving excuses. We all have them. I know you don't have any time. I know you don't have any money. I know you're scared. I know that you don't have all the knowledge that you need to start. But guess what? If you just start, those things figure themselves out. It's the beauty of the universe. And I'm not saying quit your job and just start whole hog and do whatever you want to do. I'm saying just start. Wake up 15 minutes earlier. Go to bed 15 minutes later. Use that time to really start whatever it is, and you'll be amazed at where that takes you. You'll be amazed at what the universe provides for you. What is something hot off the press that that just seems to be really working for you right now? Hot off the press, something that's been a game changer for Entrepreneur on Fire, because all I do are schedule. I schedule interviews for my show. I schedule being interviewed on other people's shows. It is just this consistent scheduling, scheduling. And (laughs) instead of going back and forth, back and forth via emails and what have you, I mean, forget about it. Schedule once is my favorite internet resource. It's hot off the press. They're making it better every single day and it's already amazing. So Google it. Schedule once. Now, if you could recommend just one book for people, and it's not The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, um, do you have a runner-up? What would that be? Well, this isn't a runner-up. This is first place. I did mention that I was going to talk about The Compound Effect, but not as my first choice book because it's Mm. not. But this book that is my number one choice inspired The Compound Effect. It is the reason why The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy was written because his mentor, Jeff Olson, wrote the book The Slight Edge. And that's my number one recommended book for any listener out there because it wasn't written last year. It's not cutting edge. It's a little older. But guess what? It is unbelievable how it can get your mindset going in the right direction of what you should be doing on a daily basis. And the fact that you should be celebrating these little wins every single day And that's what's going to give you the slight edge because this is not a sprint, Andrew. This is a 100% marathon that we're all in and we need to pace ourselves. Uh, You are stranded on a desert island. You can only take one piece of technology with you and uh, it's for entertainment, not for sustaining yourself. What is it? It would be my Kindle because Mm. I love the fact that I can just open that thing up and get any book that I want to out there in the universe at any time. I can plug my headphones into it and use WhisperSync if I don't feel like reading and I just want to listen to an audio book. And it's a very powerful tool for me just to 
get so much entertainment, so much joy out of. I can read something on history. I can read something on technology. I can go nonfiction. I can go fiction and just have some fun. My Kindle is what I take. You've given us some phenomenal action steps here. I mean, this is good stuff that that we can really start on today. Uh, So give your Fire Nation one last parting piece of advice and then maybe how they can connect with you and we'll wrap it up for this episode. So Andrew, my last piece of advice is what I truly believe is the reason why Entrepreneur on Fire has been propelled to the number one business podcast in iTunes is because of relationships. It's because of connections that I've made with other incredible entrepreneurs around the world. My podcast format allows me to talk to 30 amazing entrepreneurs every single month, develop friendships with them, relationships, start doing joint ventures with them. It's incredible what can happen when you reach out to people and you talk to them. And so don't be afraid, listeners. Reach out to people. Ask them for 15 minutes for a Skype call. Don't just ask for them to give you something. You should be providing value as well. Like for me, I'm providing them value by giving them a stage to speak to a massive audience. So when you first start, what's a unique way that you can really provide some value for that listener, for that person that you're reaching out to? Maybe you know they write blog posts on a specific topic. Give them some great topic ideas that they can write about and then follow it up by saying, hey, I just wanted to provide this to you. No strings attached. If you want to use these ideas, please feel free. If you don't, no sweat off my back. Oh, and by the way, if you do enjoy these ideas, I'd love just to chat for 15 minutes. I have a couple other things to share with you. I think you'll find them very valuable. You do something like that, you are going to increase your response rate by about 1,000%. And that's a real figure, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> it's science. It's science. Well, thank you so much, John, for letting me guest host this one episode. Thank you for your expertise. I mean, it just matters so much to keep people inspired. I mean, it matters. And uh, Fire Nation, it's been an honor guesting uh, this one episode, and I will see you guys on the other side. Fire Nation, we know he meant flip side. Now, an email I get all the time has this question. How do I create a podcast? How do I grow my audience? How do I get great guests? How do I monetize? All these questions and more are answered at podcastersparadise.com. For one price, you will unlock the gate to access all the wonders of Podcasters Paradise. The video tutorials, the forum of fellow podcasters, the private webinars with today's top experts, and more. What are you waiting for? Head on over to podcastersparadise.com today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 